Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 159. I am your host, Comrade Chushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. And we also have two special guests with us from Apollo City Comics once again, who is also the co-host on Sutra Side Talk, Brandon. Oh. The blocks. I was like, do I, do I start talking now? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> hello, I'm back. Uh, I haven't been on Sutra in a while. I'm excited to talk about some nerdy stuff. Um, hello. And literally from across the Bifrost. Right. Ryan, what is up, man? I am super excited to hang out with you guys again. This is, uh, it's gonna, but there's a lot to talk about today that I'm like, and I'm excited for all of it. So I am stoked to be here and uh yeah let's let's talk about some good stuff yes just excited to see ryan's face well <laughs> i that's your standards are super low then because if, if you it's want the only s- face i've got but it's not the best one i could bring so <laughs> just like a closet and it's just yeah. like this is my good face man arrested for cutting faces <laughs> <off>. <laughs> 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 All, already off the already off that rail <laughs> but uh you know if you want a similar dynamic to this uh you can check out one of the latest sutra side watch episodes i think it's 33 uh the th- not james but ty is on and we talk about the lord of the rings animated film oh, and it boy, is yeah. it's your time for you mr frodo which great mr frodo but yeah it's uh <laughs> today though we're not doing that today uh we're talking about some stuff that we saw at comic-con and then afterwards, more stuff related to that, which, of course, you know, is the biggest brand we always love, Nickelodeon. We're talking about a lot of Nickelodeon stuff. Uh, there's a SpongeBob crossover, I think, is, that's happening. It's going to be fantastic. But actually, it's Marvel time. Uh, we are talking the Thor Sandman. Love and Thunder movie. Sandman. And if we do have time after that, Miss Marvel. Sandman. Uh, yeah. And then that news, San Diego Comic-Con news. We have a quick talk on the D&D trailer, uh, the Rings of Power trailer, not the House of the Dragon trailer, George R. R. Martin, where's my fucking book? And then uh, all that Marvel stuff we saw. What is, what is that? The Similarion? Oh, man. That's, yeah. that's a time, guys. That's a time. I don't know if that show's actually going to be like that. But why do you have two of the same book? Do you, are you reading those simultaneously? I will explain. I will explain. Okay. Go on. But uh, then we got some Marvel talk on the quickly She-Hulk trailer. The Wakanda Forever trailer, which I <laughs> see some blue people. And then uh, you got uh, the Phase 5, Phase 6, kind of Phase 6 stuff that we'll briefly yeah, go over as well. they announced a lot of shit. Yeah, and of course yeah. we'll have timers on that. Release but, uh, movie titles they announced. What's wild yes. is that they said that's not even the big announcements yet, that the big announcements are coming for D3. Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh, yeah, the, I forgot. For those that, that don't know, D twenty three is like the big Disney convention, uh, where most of the stuff is there, except probably Star Wars, which is at Star Wars Celebration because Disney is just everywhere now. Wild, yeah, yeah. They can't escape them. They're literally kind of there's a tube and it's just going. They're through like and they're like, they're consume, like uh, the consume. Jehovah's Witnesses. They come at your door and you're just yeah. like, you can't run from them. Like you go to your back door and there's more back there and they're just waiting. You know, <laughs> that's like Disney news. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably not a single time of the year at this point that there's not a Disney movie of some sort in theaters. 
I feel like it's that meme where it shows Ooh. like the "Hey, honey, time for your whatever," and it's like that or really tired-looking guy that's like, "Yes, dear, time to do the thing." That's kind of how I am now with every single Disney property. I wonder property. If, if there's like a Disney movie like almost once a month out now at this point. Of there something. is, yeah. Like, there's yeah, more than one. Like uh, if you combine Disney one. Plus and theaters, then probably yeah. Combines Marvel, Star Wars, uh, live-action Disney, and and they're just animated movies. They keep putting out one every once in a while. Pixar, Disney animation, like all that stuff. I've actually said it before. The whole thing is just they want you to think about them 24-7. Quality does not matter because the minute one thing ends, you don't have time to really critique it because the next thing starts and you're on to the next thing. Do you think porn or Disney has like equal or equivalent watch hours at this point? Oh, Mm. man. I think it'd be hard to beat porn, honestly. (laughs) Well, (laughs) but... If anyone could do it, Disney. Yeah, right. If anyone has a chance, a running chance, like adults are on both, but Disney has kids too. So that's true. That's yeah. true. And they'll rewatch shit like No Tomorrow, so it's hard to say. Speaking hard- as a father of two kids, I've seen uh, I've seen every Pixar movie at least a dozen times, oh, and uh, yeah, it's it's constant. It's endless. I really hope it was mainly the Bugs Life. It's kind not, of equivalent to like my porn watching at this point. Like it has to be like, yeah. All right. That makes sense. I can see that yeah. ratio. I want to see some numbers at this point. All right. But let's dig right into the news. James, if you can. Yeah. Five minute timer, this bastard. Can't we are going to start with uh, the Dungeons and Dragons fabled pod, uh, not podcast, trailer that we got uh, with Chris Prine and uh, was it Hugh Grant? Yeah, Hugh <laughs> Grant. Is it? Yeah. But. How did, how did everyone feel about that trailer? I kind of was like, I would am I crazy? Because I'm like, I've never been into D and I've kind of been interested in trying it out, but this trailer didn't do it for me. Hey, I also what? wasn't expecting there to be another D- Dungeons and Dragons movie out of nowhere. True, true. Yeah, I, I didn't even watch the trailer to be honest. Like, I didn't. You missed anything? It, it, <laughs> I, it, stuff like that, like the D and D side things, kind of just I feel like are distractions, and they're just. I mean. D and D so unique. I play D. I used to play D and D like every Saturday with a bunch of friends, um, and it just like it's just not the same when you put it in a different environment. Sometimes when it gets too, mm. uh, I don't know how to say it, like franchised out or like you know, I mean, in video games it might be able to work a little bit, but like on screen, I just don't think it's a story that can be told in two hours. You know, like it just doesn't make sense to me. And Hugh Grant was just all I saw was that he said. It was like Monty Python. And I was like, all right, well, I guess that's the tone yeah. you guys are going for. In yeah. his interview, people said in his interviews, he looks like he does not give two shits about this like movie. Monty Python? I yeah, did not get what, that tone that, from the trailer at no. all. Contrast. Yeah. yeah. So. What? what about you, Ryan? So here's the thing. I like, I enjoy Chris Pine. I enjoy Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, I enjoy like old school, old school Hugh Grant. Uh, and there's another actor in here uh, who... Um, you guys might be familiar with uh if you've heard of the show bridgerton uh the guy from the first season reggie jean page is like one of the hottest names in hollywood right now he's the the real glamorous you know knight looking guy next i've to only Chris seen Pine. him in jurassic world fallen kingdom and he screams very oh uh, that guy that's yeah. justice that's justice smith uh, oh, so yeah. oh, Smith is the guy from Jurassic World and from Detective Pikachu. Yep. Uh, but oh. on Page is the the he's in he's in the casting of the of the the thieves. And what I really think was about this movie is that like 
of course they're not doing all of Dungeons and Dragons. That's impossible. Yeah. You can't do it. And also, like, yeah. So what they what they're doing is they're obviously isolating a story in the Dungeons and Dragons world. So if you approach it that way as like a a fantasy movie that is going to try and like cut off a slice of D and D because I've played D and D before. I love D and D, yeah. and I agree with what Brandon said. Like it's a it's it's a form of entertainment that's really hard to do in other mediums um i think a lot of times that's what like comic books are like when people get all pissy and angry about how comic books are adapted it's like well yeah the medium is different so they have to adapt it differently um like i just you know i'm excited to go see a cool fantasy movie like i love anything like lord of the rings game of thrones that i love any of that stuff so like i'm gonna go and have a good time and uh, i'm not really looking for it to be the perfect adaptation of dungeons and dragons because that's kind of an impossible thing to do yeah that's kind of like exactly how i feel about marvel movies like (laughs) like you know what i mean yeah you know when you cross mediums you have to cross your you have to change your expectations um yeah so i'm i mean i think it'll be i think it'll be perfectly in a perfectly adequate action movie yeah i think what weirds me out about a dnt movie specifically is like like I said, I haven't, I haven't played D&D myself, but it seems like most of the fun is like you are the one deciding what happens and you roll the dice to see if it happens or not. And like yeah, there's some choose your own adventure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some excitement to that. You don't get that out of a movie. You can still get a good story out of a movie and it might it might be a fun movie, but it just kind of defeats the purpose of Dungeons and Dragons well, specifically. You got to role play while you're filming it. You got to have so, the dice out. True. You got to be improving it all. Well, like, so, uh. One of my friends, uh, actually, I think it was Ty, uh, we were talking about it, and he actually said it would have been a lot more interesting if you see them on an adventure like this, and then it, the camera changes, and it goes to the guys at the table, oh, and they're ooh, like, and it's just an work. adventure like that, and it's that's literally what happens, that's and cool. it's some ki- a bunch of kids that are like, oh, fucking, that's a good idea. you know, just do something like that. I think that would have been a lot better. I will say, though, at least the designs they have for a lot of the creatures and whatnot seem accurate to the books. Oh yeah, uh, to the rule books and whatnot. They even got so an owl bear. Least, the they, owl bear, yep. Yeah, they were at least <laughs> trying in those sense, but it just—I think it's more of the the way the characters are going about felt like it's a completely different genre. Like, so I think one of my friends even said, "Like, oh yeah, it's like D and D Marvel," and I was like, "What? Oh, okay." But I don't know. We'll see. Um, at least, like I said, designs. But I think there are better concepts to go about for it. All right, Rings of Power researchers. Oh, Hyped. I'm so, hyped. So hyped. I'm very... I don't know. I'm I've hyped. been worried about this. I, I think this is the show I've been most worried about, especially after the first trailer. I was like, what the yeah. fuck is this? But... What, why? I, I'm curious. Like, what what, what, yeah. casts, what casts doubt about it? Like, I'm really... I'm so, genuinely curious about that. You know, I've, I've also read the Similarion. Uh, I remember reading it before all this shit, way before this was even announced. So it wasn't even like I was reading it for this. I read it because I wanted to read it. And like the way they're going about it, I don't know when it's supposed to take place at this point. The way they're talking, they're like, listen, you have Harfoots, which are the uh, proto hobbits and uh, you know, the first Balrogs and orcs. And I'm like, dude, so we're doing Morgoth? No, it's Sauron with the rings of power and he's forging him. And I'm like, those are two, well, those are two completely opposite ends. Of a second age timeline there, so yeah, it, what, it's supposed what to be exactly Morgoth, is... like, and those who don't know, Melkor was the first incarnation of this character, and then he turned into Morgoth. Um, yeah, but uh, I found this out like a few days ago. Um, but they don't, 
the rights to a lot of the Similarion and Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings aren't there. So they're just kind of mm, able, they're, they're kind of working with what they can get rights to. So they're and, folding it into a, ch- oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, they're, so, they're trying to take liberties where they can. Yeah. Yes. Big reason why they can't do the first age of Middle-earth is because for some reason, all those Melkor, um, Valyr, all Arda, that type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. All that. Yep. That's all tied up. So they're doing the second age, which leads into the third age, of course, that we're all familiar with. Um, but, I, I don't know. I think for what we're seeing and for what they're able to work with, I think it'll be fun and interesting. Um, my, my biggest concern was, but, you know, after hearing interviews and seeing how much work went into every episode, uh, script-wise and storytelling-wise, my biggest concern was, like, visually, it's fucking beautiful. But, like, can the story hold up to that as well? But yeah, I'll find out. So. The, the thing that I came away from the trailer with uh, thinking the most was how are people that loved the original trilogy of movies, the Peter Jackson uh, Lord of the Rings movies, how are they going to like take this? Because anybody that's read Lord of the Rings knows those movies are not sentence for sentence, shot for oh, shot not at all, but they are amazing movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. So like, that's where it's again, it's that whole thing of adaptations. Like, is this going to be a perfect adaptation of the second age of the Silmarillion or what? Probably not. But like, if you judge it on its own merits, will it fulfill the 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 Tolkien Middle Earth vibe? I think the Middle Earth vibe is clearly already there. Yeah. Like it's the vi- like Brandon said, the visuals. It I mean, it gave me the feels that I, I did when I was in the theater watching Peter Jackson's movies. They did get mm-hmm. Howard Shore to do music again, which yeah. I, which is a little a bit of a plus. bummer because <laughs> he like when I hear Lord of the Rings, I think Howard Shore and his scores and all those iconic uh, pieces of music. Yeah, so at least, you know, he's back. But I think for me, it's because, well, one, I'm like very skeptical because it's Amazon. Mm-hmm. But two, uh, I think one of the things that made me realize, I'm like, ah, oh, this isn't fully love, is it? Is, uh, you know, season one, I'm like, oh my God, they're going back to New Zealand to film. Like, they're like, yeah, we're gonna do this. And then they announced like, oh, well, we're gonna do everything in Britain now for Prime in general. We're just not gonna do anything on locations anymore. So season two won't be in New Zealand. It's just oh, going to wow. be in some fucking studio in the UK or something like that. Well, I don't know. Uh, uh, Amazon's never, <laughs> hasn't really disappointed. Like, I love The Boys. I love Invincible. Fleabag is a fucking phenomenal show. Like, I I don't know. I feel like Amazon is pretty hot with some of their their shows. Oh, they definitely them. are. Yeah. So I, think I think it's just the Amazon name. I'm more I'm like, it's oh, still yeah. Amazon. <laughs> yeah, like, so. I'm like, there's some. There's always a catch. It's the only like, case I could watch Columbo, though, so. There you go. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. How are the new episodes? Oh, they're phenomenal. Like, okay. I'm on, I'm on 79 right now. Great. But uh, <laughs> we'll move on from there. Uh, a bunch of Marvel news. Uh, timer for this one, just 10 minutes. We'll throw it all in. But uh, quickly run over the She-Hulk trailer. Uh, what did you guys think about that whole thing? There was, what, training montages. She's defending Abomination. Uh, we see a certain man jumping on a rooftop. I'm... Uh, I'm confused why the abomination can like change form like at will because I thought that was a thing he couldn't do, and I thought the cell he was in was like dampening whatever his right. like transformation was, but he's just straight up goes like I'm I'm abomination now. I was like, oh, I guess oh, it's more confusing. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he has been training with Wong, so maybe Wong's taught yeah, him how to hone his maybe. skills. Maybe that's that's true, and I don't know. I find it kind of funny that like She Hulk is. Er, able to just like do everything that bruce took like years to figure out how to do and he's like all jealous about it i guess i don't know that'll be interesting 
I don't know anything about She-Hulk. I've never given a fuck about She-Hulk. Honestly, I just thought it was a goofy character that I just never thought I'd get into. But you know, if someone says, hey, go read this run of She-Hulk, this like six issue miniseries, I think Dan Slott did a really good She-Hulk series that I heard about. I, I might try to check that out. I'm sure it's on Marvel Unlimited. Um, yep. I only really got excited because I saw a yellow Daredevil suit, and that's what I really love. Yeah, that's kind of neat. Suit. That's my you in that yellow Daredevil suit. It's a good time. Suit. Um, but I, I mean, I'm gonna watch it because it's. I mean, I, I watched all this crap. Yeah, <laughs> the way I've been describing like all the Marvel stuff recently is like, I I kind of have to watch it because it's like everything every movie every show is like just the next episode of the marvel show now like they're not really individual things anymore if even if they if they ever were but like there was definitely a time where like you could it you could enjoy the movies individually but now it's just like it's all connected even even what if i when they first announced what if i was like oh cool finally just a, an anthology series of just unrelated stories that i can enjoy for just what they are and then it's at the end the it was like, it's all connected it's it's multiverse stuff the, this is a very important stuff it's like oh. so not even the anthology stuff it gets spared but yeah i don't know it's a little bit of a tangent but, i can agree with that 100 percent though but yeah, I do like, like really fast how you guys were like yeah i'm gonna watch it i have to watch it that's the thing it's, it's like i want to watch it. and it's like I'll probably enjoy it, but it is there is definitely at this point a bit more of that like. But I also gotta watch it than I would like. But it's still like it still looks fun. I'll probably still enjoy it at least. The, the CGI oh. just hasn't doesn't sell me still. Yeah. Also that yeah. I don't know. If you want a good run of She Hulk stuff that clearly looks like it's gonna be in here, like that Dan Slot run of she-hulk is a high recommendation what yeah. rainbow Rowell is doing right now with she-hulk is awesome but I really guess. that's a new book that just came out right yeah, yeah this rainbow started that i believe earlier this year um but really this is this is sensational she-hulk this is the 80s this is her like she was breaking the fourth wall before deadpool was a thing mm-hmm. like oh i did notice they had one of the those thing, in the trailer the thing about she-hulk is you see what what i can't wait and uh, little bit of a soapbox here thing is what i can't wait is for this show to try and make you laugh and people being like oh it's too fucking funny that's what she hulk is okay like and it all, all the all the clickety clack comic book guys will be like well it's not blank it's not blank yeah it's a disney plus show like they are again i'm gonna harp on this it's the adaptation of a comic that has a definite tone so she's gonna break the fourth wall She's gonna, she's gonna make you laugh. She's gonna like, I'm sorry, guys. She's gonna make you chuckle a few times. And her relationship with Bruce is what I'm most interested in this because we, we know who Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner is. We know who the kind of the professor Hulk vibe of that is. And I love that. He's like almost her trainer. I love that. He's training her how to become a Hulk. And I'm really excited for just all the fun little things like Frogman is in there. Uh, Titania is in there. I mean, Jamila Jamil is going to do an awesome job as Titania. And then there's that that um, that devil guy that's going to show up. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I, th- I think he's, here's he's a really gonna, good lawyer. Evil can be born again yeah. at some point. I think it's it's going to be evil. good. It's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think. OK, so I just looked it up on Marvel Unlimited. You can find Sensational Seahawk the the 80s to 94 run um and then i got dan slots and then the current run on there so i'm gonna check them out 
Yeah, yeah you can find those books on uh, DC Infinite. I think that's mm-hmm. what it's called. Streaming the app. Just check it out there, for sure. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Someone's I just, gonna actually go do that. <laughs> I know. Good. Cameron said I could find She-Hulk on DC Infinite. I'm See the comments blow up. Batman shakes his head at you in disappointment yeah. for falling for another trick. Oh man, yeah. Uh, we'll see how it is. I'm very, I'm skeptical, but I'm at this point just skeptical about everything. I'm yeah. just so just like, yeah. I, oh. I really only enjoyed two Marvel shows so far, so I mean, you know, whatever helps break that curse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Wakanda. I don't know why, but yes. it makes me kind of think of that scene from Indiana Jones Four where the Russian lady was like getting all the all the knowledge of the universe beamed into her head, and she's just like, "No, it's too much. Stop." Yeah. Yeah. Are you saying it's like a metaphor for oversaturation? Maybe a little. Oh, uh, yeah. Wakanda Forever. Uh, we got a trailer for it because it's coming out in November. I. Uh, it's very obscure in certain portions. Mm-hmm. And then at other portions, they're like, look, of all of the uh, sea people, which are very Mexican sea people, and I was watching it, I was like, oh, it's underwater yeah. Mexican. I don't know it's why. Very, like... just, for some reason, I never thought Marvel would actually bother to put Namor in the MCU. I don't know why. I wasn't sure how they would do it. Um, I wasn't sure like when or how or like why at a certain point. Um, but it's gonna see. It's gonna be kind of funny seeing if we do see a setup between Sue Storm and. Uh, um, yeah, oh, that'd be cool. So it's funny. Like before the um, uh, the Eternals came out, I I was hearing rumors that maybe we could see the Atlanteans first in that because there was apparently at some point in in Marvel history a war between the Atlanteans and the Deviant City. Oh, yeah, wow. like, oh, yeah. So there there could have been that, and they, they just didn't, and they didn't they do it. They even go underwater that. at one point, right? Yeah, if I remember yeah they, they, didn't, they didn't do I any of the that really, really so interesting boring. things that they could have done with the Eternals, apparently. But anyway. it's just really weird that now we start to see the Atlanteans in Namor in Black Panther 2. Yeah, I mean, Wakanda the Forever. expectation is probably very predictable where it's going to be certain secret organization or small time thing has set two of the most powerful civilizations in the world against each other yeah. into war. I guessed last night while we were playing Hunt that maybe that could be their first like hint at secret wars, although they literally said there's like a secret yeah, I mean, wars movie uh, coming. Not secret didn't you say it was a secret um, invasion, sorry, secret, secret invasion. invasion. Yeah, with the Because scrolls. like, yeah, what if the scroll there is like a section of the scrolls that are like yeah, no, we don't want to work with humans. We just want a new home. <laughs> like, And they just maybe set a war uh, going against, like, two of the most technologically advanced parts of Earth. And just, like, let's see what happens. Green man turns into blue man, attacks other men. Man, that's yeah. how they could That's, how they that's the headline, out. though. That's yeah. the attention-grabbing headline. <laughs> just, that's how uh, they could clear out T'Challa, like, you know, him being a scroll and him just being taken away a long oh, time ago. Oh, that would be interesting. And that's how they find out, you know what I mean? That's how you get rid of him as a character. That would have been interesting. Or they're going to open some multiverse stuff and then they're going to be, like, doing the whole chasing a ghost thing through the multiverse to try to find T'Challa or something, you know? Not you. Yeah. Not you. Go away. I think it'll be pretty much like, you know, I think this is the plot before everything occurred. Like, I think this is going to happen either way with all the Atlantis stuff. Like, I think this was always in the works to happen. Uh, personally, the reason I said, like, I don't know what I'm asking is because I'm like, 
Mexican. I could see all the Aztec yeah. Mayan shit, and I got really excited. But yeah, that. yeah, same. So that's why I'm really pumped. Everything. Dude, so the, Namor, like, he went on stage on the during the panel, and he was like saying, he's like, I'm from the hood. Like, the fact that diversity is a thing, and you know, that's what makes this possible for me, and that's what makes it possible for kids that are growing up. And I thought it was a great little speech. Uh, absolute collectibles. If you guys look at the Instagram account, or I posted on the Apollo feed at some point if you guys want to dig that up but that whole little thing was really cool and really touching in a sense i'm really happy that we did get like a mexican plus i mean they try to cross the river all the time to uh to get to the u.s so it <laughs> has to be you know like you can you can take the boy out of el paso but you can't take the el paso out of the boy <laughs> I just there like I go. don't know why, but I love the thing that made me like rewind the trailer for a second to be like, "Is that Namor?" The guy had pointy ears, and I was just like, "There's only so many people in Marvel with pointy ears." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. There's also Captain Britain's wife, I believe. She also has pointy. Could have been uh, Green Goblin with a uh, pink makeup on. I don't know. That is true. Yeah. Fuck you, aka Willem Dafoe, just on a normal day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we that man is literally like one of the most terrifying people. Like I would never want to run into yeah, him. Like a dark alley, feel like going the other way. <laughs> It'll definitely be interesting though how they do uh, figure out the whole, I guess, replacement process and whatnot. Like I mean, everyone, I assume it's Shuri. I don't know if everyone else assumes it's gonna be Shuri. But... I I would say probably because like she's already messed around with like building her own tech before and stuff like that she literally in like made the newer uh suits uh, suits in like the yeah. first movie it's like so. hey you tired of like having to put your suit on every time stored in a necklace i got you <laughs> yeah very true they're called sneakers yeah <laughs> i love that and then you know we saw phase five and kind of phase six phase five was pretty much what was it ant-man uh, There's a lot of stuff in Phase Five. Yeah, I actually had it all down. Um, I at, forgot where I put it. It's pretty much everything that was already announced. Like we've already we've all known Phase Five for about a year or two. You know, Secret Invasion. Um, well, Dare, you know. Did we know Daredevil was getting no. a Disney Plus show though? Yes. yes, we knew Daredevil was getting a Disney Plus show. From what it sounded like, someone said yeah. it was going to be like six episodes again. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was like, oh yeah, because that format works at all. You know, fucking, it's probably one of the worst formats I think I've ever seen, but. Uh, it's just like it's good for introductory characters. I will say it's good for just like all right, we're gonna set up a character. It's like a primer. Then, yeah, it's like, it's like a, a primer, primer yeah. lacking substance kind of. But I guess it just could, kind of thing kind of falls down after a second. That could come mm-hmm. back um, when we if we talk had time to talk about Miss Marvel because one of the things we yeah were talking about when the show ended was like the six episode thing doesn't seem like it gives enough time to get like a full like introduce all your characters get a full arc going and it feels mm-hmm. very rushed by the end. It was yeah. very rushed, yeah. Well, um, but yeah, Moon Knight. That's why I already forgot Moon Knight. I forgot that show. Well, then, because Disney's like, next thing, next thing, you gotta keep your subscription. Exactly. Going. That's that's why it's quality. It's lacking. Mm-hmm. But uh, Daredevil's eighteen episodes yeah. for this new show, which I thought was insanity. I was like, oh shit, are they finally figuring it out? Wow. They finally get it. Dump that red <laughs> um, juice all over me. I'm so hyped. Yeah, real fast. Quantum Mania, Secret Invasion, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Echo, Loki Season 2, The Marvels, Blade, Ironheart, Agatha, Daredevil, Captain America, New World Order. Everything that um, was revealed a year ago, basically. They just kind of yes, gave us a sequential much. order and some dates to aim for, you know what I mean? I guess um, what's the one thing, just to make it easy and not go through all of them, but what's the one thing each of you want Daredevil. in very short? Hmm? I just want, I want Daredevil. That's like... Okay. Yeah. James? Um... 
I don't know why, but like of all the things on that list that popped out to me is like I'm most curious about is the Agatha series. I don't know why. I'm just like, how do you make? I guess you could make an entire series off of that character, but like, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're already gonna talk about a witch in the movie, so. But and then like, other than that, probably Quantum Mania. Yeah. It's just like just because I love the Ant Man movies so far. Like they've both been so fun. Be my second runner up. Sorry, guys. A uh, little hiccup there for a cool. second. Uh, computer doesn't like me. But, uh, all right. Who are we on? James? Ryan? Yes. Ryan. Right here? Ryan. Okay. So, I mean, I, I'm excited for just about everything. Yeah. Um, because, like, I feel I feel like I'm the, like, token optimist on the on this panel. Uh, but but I, I really, I really want to <laughs> see what becomes of Sam Wilson as Captain America. Because, uh, like, that was a comic book run that I was so invested in. Like, I loved Sam Wilson as Captain mm-hmm. America. Like, I was all I was all about the all-new, all-different Marvel Now era. Like, the Jane Foster being Thor, you know, Miles. Oh, where they replaced, yeah, they replaced, like, every hero, right? Well, it, you know, yes, in a way. But they were basically trying to re... Good to go? Oh, okay. So yeah, Sam Wilson as Captain America is the thing I'm most excited about because um, I, I just, you know, I'm invested in that story. I like Sam Wilson as a character. I think Anthony Mackie is going to do an amazing job as is this next generation yeah. of oh, yeah. Captain America. Um, and like just little things like who, who's going to be the villain in that? Because so many Captain America villains haven't really even been touched yet. And the whole Captain America mythos is like next to Thor. Captain America is my guy. So I really want to see what happens there. And um, maybe Joaquin Torres becomes the new Falcon. That'd be awesome. Uh, just there's a lot of different cool things that could happen there. And uh, yeah, that's that's the one, though, outside of, you know, Thor related stuff. Can you recommend like an era of Sam Wilson or like some a run or something? Is it a 2015 to 2017 run? Yeah, it would be that one because uh, the I mean that's really the bulk of when he was Captain America. But now recently, there's a new run of Captain America Sam Wilson stories where like Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson are Captain America at the same time right now. The United States I think, of Captain America. No, it's it's called uh, Captain America Symbol of Truth. Okay. is the Sam Wilson series and the Steve Rogers series is Captain America Sentinel of Liberty. Oh, okay. I've seen the covers for that. All right, cool. Yeah. Mm. All right. Okay. I uh, think um, I think the guy writing Sam Wilson's story is Tochi Ananobi, yeah. who he he wrote Black Panther for a while. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean it's going to it's going to be good stuff and I'm excited for New World Order just so I can make all the 90s wrestling references while I'm watching it. Um. Hold on. <laughs> So it's just going to be a lot of Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's what I like to hear. Okay. Yeah, that's all I want. (laughs) I'll take a mirror. I'll check out some of these. I'm curious. I mean, just so I have some like backlog stuff to look into. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You. Yeah. You need a back. You don't have a backlog. You know, we don't have backlogs here. It's not something that's real. I'm not behind six weeks on comics. I'm just current issues. But uh, for me, it's Blade. Nice. Blade. I've been wanting this for a while. Um, I'm literally every single time they when they first announced it, they announced another movie after or that's taking place before it. I'm like, I don't care. Just give me this is all I really want is this Marshala Ali is played and the fact that also Kenny Harrington is gonna be in it as Black Knight. I'm like, this is all I really want. I, I just need two guys with swords killing vampires and shit. I'm fine. 
that's that's really as simple as it needs to be because then i'm like it's its own thing just like shang chi i'm like yes this is perfect thank you here show ali is going to do an amazing job yeah, oh is. very much so oh, yeah. i mean he's literally like when it, he's an award-winning actor and he like he can just do he, he can do anything not, he was he yeah. carried oh, luke yeah. cage he carried luke cage until he died and then it was like fuck True. this show's not as good he uh, dies at a weird when, point in that show too yes very much yeah, so yeah yeah you were like when they announced that he, like he was gonna play blade i was just like oh my god that's so funny yeah, yeah. right yeah. Like, i literally said no one but wesley snipes and then they're like the one man that actually could besides wesley snipes and i'm like yeah. i love how oh, wesley snipes me. came out and was like yeah i i absolutely trust marcia to get this right <laughs> so i'm like we all we all pretty much do at this point yeah, no. It'll be funny if they do Blade and Luke Cage now. That'll be right, ironically hilarious. But <laughs> they need right. to do a reference between the two. <laughs> really, the some motherfuckers are always ice skating. Up really fast. Phase <laughs> six. Uh, they just showed Fantastic Four at the beginning, Fuck ending yeah. with like Avengers: King Dynasty and Secret Wars, which I'm like, okay, that's what I expected. Fucking more all or less. cool. Like Phase six. Um, just I want to get to Phase six already. Like it's just one of those things. Like I want to see what type of Secret War they're doing. I love the fucking Fantastic Four so much. And I'm King Dynasty, down as shit for that. I'm just curious yeah, who's going to be in the Avengers. How they do King. Yeah, that and who are going to be the Avengers at that point? You know, like I hope they yeah. at least do what they didn't do with Thanos because I thought personally I thought Thanos was milk toast. He didn't. There was nothing about him that was interesting. He had no backstory or anything. They're just like, oh, this planet is destroyed once, and I'm like, all right, and it's fine. Yeah, uh, he was just like an imposing badass like force. Yeah, with really fight. whatever after credits that people got hyped about i get it but it was also very whatever um, i think it was still like the building king, blocks at that point now yeah. they've developed of course i mean nobody knew that that's it why i'm like to this you know but king with they get to king they could definitely do a movie about him or his whole like origin or something or folk give a good focus on him to give it back like what we're about to talk about in event in thor actually i was like this is already 20 times better than thanos with gore um just with two minutes of an intro with him i was like Okay, this is better. Ryan, uh, uh, what King stuff can I read up on? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you really want... You really yeah, want no, no, I, I genuinely... 15 seconds. 15 seconds. 15 tell, seconds. Tell me, tell me cool Honestly, um, for those of you that want to jump on to like a newer like Kang thing, seriously, read the um, read uh, the, the Young Avengers. There's some Kang stuff in there. Uh, really read Young Avengers for anything. Um, but there's some... Uh, Kurt Busiek did some Kang stuff in the late 90s and early 2000s that's really good. Um, that'll probably be hinted at a lot in Kang Dynasty. So that's just my off-the-cuff. Like, And there was a Kang miniseries that came out last year that was pretty good. Um, Kang stuff is really difficult because he's Wasn't all it Uncanny about time Avengers? travel. What was that? Wasn't he also in Uncanny Avengers? It was like that X-Men Avenger group post-AVX. You know, I don't know actually. I'm not a. I, w- I was not an Uncanny Avengers reader. Okay, I wasn't either. The I, most, I, I, the I most didn't, exposure. Didn't. The most exposure I've had to Kang was actually in a cartoon, the uh, yes! Avengers. I was gonna say that. Assemble, yeah, show was fucking dope, dude. So good. Yeah, and like I loved, like that was like, they, he basically sh- uh, like scanned Iron Man. Was like, oh, you got a suit kind of like mine, just way more in like technologically inferior, and he's like, all right. Yo, how far forward is this guy in time that he's calling Iron Man's tech oh, like millenn- centuries? Yeah. Centuries. Yeah. yeah. And, All right. And yeah, he's he basically is like almost got magic level tech, mm-hmm. it seems. 
and like, go watch that cartoon <laughs> if you guys just want to watch something that's a great cartoon to just watch yeah good times it's just like the weirdest thing about him is this weird like tv box head yeah yes uh, all right moving on barney, uh so we can actually get to the fucking feature uh <laughs> yeah. thor Man. love and thunder oh. Yes, exactly. You fucking Sam. <laughs> uh, Thor: Love and Sun Thunder. Uh, everyone watched the movie. I think some of us watched it twice. I don't think it. Anyone watch it more than twice? No. I haven't. I've been wanting to watch it a second time so bad. I'd watch it two or three more times though. Okay. There were definitely like at least one thing was cleared up for me where like the first time I watched it, I was like, "Why did Gore know to try to find Infinity? Like, why did he go to that?" And like. Watching it again, like literally, the sword basically tells him, like, "Go to infinity, kill the gods." Mm. Like, the, the, that's like the first thing it does. You must like, kill the prime oh, minister of Malaysia. Like, oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we got it. My landlord uh, from five two years parts. ago. Go hit him. <laughs> the Thor is actually the Gore is actually just Zoolander. That's what happened, guys. Uh, there's five portions <laughs> uh, I want to go through here. So overall plot and kind of like the comics it pulls from, which then Ryan comes in with his expertise of. That Jason Aaron run. I knew there was a reason why I'm here. Yes. <laughs> uh, pacing, the the balance of comedy and seriousness, which kind of is the whole, oh, God. I guess, Taika Waititi uh, thing there. Uh, the characters, which really it's just the Thors, Gore, and Valkyrie. And then uh, music and effects, which will probably be the briefest. And then kind of, uh, if we got time for it, uh, what I call Thor pinball, which is kind of the inconsistency of Thor that I've noticed a lot from Ragnarok to now counting the Avengers movies in between um, but let's start with uh, yeah, the the plot itself um, and the comics it relates to. I'm going to say real fast uh, if you guys really want to go a deep dive on the God Butcher stuff and gore um, I was actually on an episode with Ryan uh, on his show and we covered the first 12 issues of Jason Aaron's run that was yep. all the gore stuff and we went like deep diving into curiosity. And then if you listen to his Jason Aaron interview, you actually hear the origin of gore and stuff like that, which now I kind of want to talk about because I realize how that's also the connection gorgeous. to the gorgeous. I can't talk <laughs> to the answers. I'm trying my best. Uh, uh, the origin of gore. And also like, I didn't realize I was also like a connection to Korg. Like I didn't realize yeah, like, duh, I didn't very like, loose. Yeah. Very loose. <laughs> like, yeah. But I thought we covered we covered that on Apollo City where Jason Aaron said he got the name for Gore from the first issue of Journey into Mystery that featured Thor. There was one of the one of the villains he faces off against is named Gore. Yeah. And the other one just it so happens to be named Korg. So a little bit of a deep dive connection, but yeah, yeah. The, he started off as a villain. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Brandon. Yeah, the, the, we're doing a whole Jason Aaron retrospective thing, so it's it's been a lot of fun. So. And then we covered the first appearance of this issue, like Journey into Mystery 83 on Apollo a few weeks back. I'm just going to give you all this like, backup reference material just if you guys want to go in a deeper yeah. deep dive and all that. Um, we, we did a lot of this stuff too. Um, but yeah. You know, just to like kind of kickstart what Cameron was saying, like the connection between the comics and this, I will straight up say as a big Gore fan and as a big doubter on his appearance and a big naysayer. Oh, because he's like he he's not lacking a nose. Actually, I was gonna yeah. say he's lacking a nose. Yeah, he's, like, not, no. he's he's lacking Opposite. a lot of features and has more features than he does in the comics. You know, um, I thought it was spectacular. I thought it worked. I thought for what they were trying to do. And for trying to like fit Gore and Jane Foster in, you could only handle so much, but they want to give you your biggest bang for your buck and try to adapt these two different storylines into one. Um, I feel like we got the right 
kind of gore for the first time we're trying to adapt a pretty new character you know what i mean like it's kind of like miles morales like that character is only like 10 years old or something and the fact that we're already getting adaptations in various mediums it's it's still being explored it's still being opened up it's not like the joker and batman we're just like fucking get it right already it's like okay this is our first attempt same thing with venom like i can't get too mad about some venom stuff because it's like venom sucked until donny cates came around you know what i mean so like some of these adaptations you gotta like kind of take it for what's happened to the character already and what we've what's happened since then um but i think they nailed it i think and christian bale is just fucking phenomenal like i loved it i thought it was a real good mix of like fitting into the mcu and making it accessible for new readers and watchers but also not oversaturating and going too deep into some stuff um would i have liked more would i have liked the ending to maybe be more open to see more of it probably but I I dig what they did with it. Like I can't, you know, see that it's like open to gore, like Gorpin or like Gorpin. Yeah, I wanted more Gorpinning going on. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, I really would have loved to see if it translated into a bigger thing, like the God Bomb and the three Thors, like and the whole. There was one scene in the comic where uh, he has two Milnors and smashes them like to the side, which is one of the most epic panels ever. I would love to see stuff like that. But for what we got, I mean. Fuck, it's cool. You kind of saw Noel in the background for a minute, so that was kind of neat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you were never far away from a Donny Cates reference. I just <laughs> love that. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you still, he's got like that venom tongue sticking out ready for it. Ryan, I need to know. I need to yeah. know what you think. Oh, uh, so here, here's what I'll say about Love and Thunder. Like, uh, I don't I don't really feel like it's the movie that you want to be like, was it better or worse than blank? Because we're starting off with Thor in a new in a new portion of his life. Like the Infinity War is done. Thanos is done. And Taika has even said about this movie, like he designed this as like Thor's midlife crisis. And I think that theme comes through really evidently in this movie that he is struggling He's struggling between like the things he's lost and the things that he has back for that moment. Jane and Mjolnir and, you know, uh, those things. The the emotion of this movie was really interesting for me because people have said, and we'll get to the balance of seriousness and and humor, but um, Taika did the midlife crisis story for Thor. And if you under, if you actually, now here's all I'll say listeners. If you actually understand Taika Waititi as a filmmaker, this movie did not shock you. Right. Like this movie did not surprise you. Now, if you don't understand Taika's filmmaking and you're mad about it, that's on you because Taika has a very specific style. Like he approaches serious topics in a very unserious way. The guy made a movie about Hitler. Like, come on. Like that's what I was saying. I was like, Jojo Rabbit's amazing. Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, we've we've mentioned like there's that one moment in Jojo where it's like it goes from happy funny to like, hey, your mom's hanging from fucking god. (laughs) Your mom's dead. Honestly, like emotional whiplash and like done so like super well. Like it's hard to do like emotional whiplash like that intentionally and have it not be like just yes dude yes that was a great part that i liked about it and the thing about love and thunder is that you know right now there's a lot of and i'm sick of this type of shit like everywhere and it's everywhere like euphoria all the everything that's coming out it's just super dark and bleak and depressing just to be dark bleak and depressing 
Um, but you kind of that's need... how you get Academy Awards, Brandon. Well, I mean, yeah, people love dude, depression. Un- did you not like crimes? I mean, honestly, like <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm not watching that. I, 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 like <laughs> you guys hear that. me uh, talk about it all the time, but like I'm a really big fan of Mash. Like I think Mash is one of the best TV shows ever because you know what? They are on a war front, and it's a very serious the Korean, Korean war. war front, like a very serious situation. But it's and you know there's serious fucking moments in that show where people die where you know where things happen and there's medical surgical things going on but that show is so well crafted that you can't help but it's it's hilarious it's funny it's warming like sometimes when i'm in like a bad state i'll just put on an episode of mash and it's the one thing that can make me laugh and genuinely appreciate shit for a little bit and that's kind of taika's approach to stuff is some of this older comedy uh there's a whole that whole zeus moment that's all mel brooks that is a hundred percent a Mel Brooks fucking history of the world part one like scenario like Taika has a really good thing of looking at this older comedy craft and bringing it into new light and everyone wants that Thor to be depressed and bleak and gore to be overwhelmingly dark and all this shit and it, it works but you know what like you could have that and balance it out with really good humor with to make it enjoyable to make it kind of like enjoy fucking laugh be happy for a little bit take a the world's so bleak and dark and shit right now like you can look at this story that is about heartbreak that is about a midlife crisis about losing everything family members love all that um and then almost the risk of almost losing all that you have left like when Korg nearly dies and almost ripped my heart out but you know, if you balance it out, like it works well, and people just don't really like being able to be like, "Oh fuck, that's scary." Oh man, that's hilarious too. Like for some reason, that doesn't work in their brains. When that's how good comedy is crafted, to be honest, that's that's the whole tragedy and comedy aspect of it. But you know, going back to my mash, you know, reference, it's just that that's such a good show because <laughs> you know you could have a surgical scene where somebody dies, but also take a break and you know kind of like relieve yourself from it and that's the only way you can move through life at a certain point too so it's brilliant i think that's a real brilliant way to go about it and it's something that we've drifted so far from as a society and in filmmaking and tv shows and everything i that's what i appreciated most about it i shut up yeah it wasn't dark enough for me no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> i laughed i enjoyed myself too much i think yeah mm-hmm. it's not right i um, yeah i i would have preferred to be sadder when i left yeah, right. The world has- I wanted Thor to get gored or gore to get Thored, and none of these things happened. And that was very sad. <laughs> um, I Brandon adapted to call him out like on a hard thing, but he was saying that uh I don't know if it was an official statement, but this was our bro talk. But he was saying that the movie didn't know what it wanted to be. Um, Ooh. Like in Oh, because of the the going between the comical and, and dark serious aspect. tones. Yeah. Which we just, yeah, it's the whole... I mean, honestly, that's pretty much what we're talking about here is the pacing at this point um, of just, like... Because I was saying, like, pacing balance, like, comedy and seriousness, like, that is Taika Waititi mm-hmm. in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, going through it. And the whole thing with this... on Because I was somewhat skeptical about this movie before it came out because this had happened before where I'm like, Thor Ragnarok was really good. You know, it was not good as... A, necessary thor asgard movie because it just fucking gets got immediately and you're like what the fuck just happened but like it was a great movie and i'm like i really enjoyed it and i've seen all this other you know what we do in the shadows uh what we just said uh jojo rabbit and all these other movies and i'm like i haven't seen one bad thing from taika watiti ever like he's just been 
at least from what I've seen, has been consistently good, and each time I've been completely satisfied. And I'm like, I was the same with James Gunn. And then Guardians 2 came out, and I'm like, this is the worst of all of them. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't like this at all. This is really bad. Uh, whereas, like, straight up, it was, like, probably at the bottom of MCU movies for me, whereas Guardians 1 is very much at the top. Mm. And I love his other movies, like Slither, Super, and whatnot. Uh, and I'm just like, yeah, it's not good. And I'm like, would this happen with Taika Waititi? And it, it did not to me. It did not. And I was very happy with what I got. It's funny because um, Ragnarok is the one movie I don't like out of that whole bunch. That's kind of interesting. interesting. Mm. Fight, but fight, fight, <laughs> fight, fight. <laughs> no, but no, we don't, but, we're not no, going to fight. Re- we're just going to do the rock. Reasonably so, like, I felt rock. like Ragnarok was very Disney focused on the jokes and some of the aspects. I felt like Disney put their foot in a little too much with Ragnarok. Where with Love there was and an orgy the- yacht. I don't even remember the pleasure that. barge, dude. Honestly, yeah. I don't. I barely it's even remember. Birthday. I saw it twice, and it just seemed like too much. Also, you're transitioning from like Thor, Thor Dark World, and then you get Ragnarok, and it's. Also... I know that's why. That's why it felt weird because you're yeah. like, oh, we're, are we finally gonna get like a good like Thor Asgard movie and all his you know friends there? And it's like now your friends are dead. Fuck you, your yeah. fucking planet's blown up. Yeah, you hammer shit. Reset the series. Right I think there. it. Yeah, and you're like, oh. and it could just be me. It could just be me. But like. This one, I think it settled in better, and I thought the jokes landed way better. I thought it was more Taika than anything. Um, There's a lot of lines in there that you just have to listen for, and it's fucking hilarious and undercut. But you're so busy laughing at one thing, and there's so much going on still. But like Ragnarok, all it did for me was like there was a bunch of Kirby references and artwork. Yeah. I think, like, focus-wise, Love and Thunder is probably better paced than Ragnarok just because like I loved Ragnarok I thought it was really really fun but I can definitely see that like there was there was a through point for the plot of like you know Hela's back they got to deal with Hela but most of the movie Thor is trying to figure out how to get off of um mm-hmm. uh, oh I forget get there Sakaar. get there come on yeah <laughs> Sakar and Sakar. yeah and so like a lot a lot of that movie felt like watch thor do fun stuff in this wacky place and then eventually we'll get back to the plot whereas thor love and thunder it had like what felt like the same amount of jokes but it was more focused on like okay there's this gore problem thor wants to protect the gods protect asgard and like also get the kids back because gore stole all the all the asgardian kids and apparently some other ones too uh (laughs) One of the one kids like, I'm a Midasian kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're all on Guardians now. I love that. Let's uh, not well, so get hung up on the details. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is very much like a hot and cold shower where you're like, <laughs> he's joking about the hammer being in a relationship. I have cancer. Oh, fuck. Yeah. But at least like, so That's the whole movie was, That's literally what they do. Like, <laughs> so the whole movie was like Thor, for the most part, was Thor going from like interesting event to interesting event, but it was all trying to get find gore and find a way to stop gore the whole time so at least it, it felt a bit more focused yes it it's the only thing i don't want to say it's bad but the, the thing that this movie felt like it was was one of those things where you're just like wait is it are we already done like it just felt like it just went through i, I don't know why but there's certain movies that do that where some of you feel like it was a long period i guess lord of the rings or whatever and it feels like a lot's gone on and others because it's such a set plot of like this is what it's about when you go through it you forget that there was even a part where you're like wait was there like a beginning to this or did we just like kind of just go through it and How it's just done here? already 
Yeah, you're like, yeah, like it's done. Like, what the? F- oh wait, but didn't we just got to that planet? But it's already over. Okay, and it's like that. It has that feeling. So I don't want to say rushed, but it's like um, I think it's so concise that you feel like you. It's like that food you eat. But it's such a, it's it's just gone. You're like, where's my chocolate bar? I just had my chocolate. I don't know. That, do you guys get what I'm saying? Does that make oh, sense? Oh, totally. It just, it, it totally. Yeah. yeah, it just doesn't feel like it drags. No, it keeps yeah. you going. Like, And it's one of those movies you almost have to watch twice to kind of get it all, which is fine. You know what I mean? Because I I want my money's worth. I want my, and the story, like you want it to be worthwhile enough to rewatch it. This is, I was, I said this in Ryan's show, um, Multiverse of Madness and Love and Thunder are the first Marvel films since civil war that i've wanted to rewatch right when i left right. the theater like interesting ev- everything from endgame to all that stuff like i saw it and i was like cool nice and i have not seen shang chi because i know i've heard it's really phenomenal i haven't gotten a chance to sit down and actually like watch it which is why i haven't watched it yet because i want to enjoy it but that might be on that list too um but literally like everything except for wandavision and up to Doctor Strange, those are the only two things that really stood out to me. Um, and this one too, like Love and Thunder, was just like fun. And I, I, I went in very skeptical because I wasn't a fan of Ragnarok, and I was just like, well, let's find out what happens. And from the start, of course, the whole soundtrack thing that you know everyone's trying to copy James Gunn on is like kind of like annoying yeah. to a certain extent. But hey, you know, you get what you can take at that point. But. uh that's like my, my like you know one of my only like actual gripes about the film. I'm sure there's other smaller tinkering ones, but like, I mean, it's fun, and that's what you gotta take it for. And what they did for Jane and her character, dude, that shit was powerful. That was just good. Yeah, I mean, we wanted to just move on into the characters themselves. Really, well, can I just or, add one more thing? Yes, go right. You back off something Brandon said. Um, you said that uh, <laughs> the audiences were like, do they even know what's going on? You know, do they know what they're do they know what to expect, what they're doing? I think maybe the problem with this movie was that audiences didn't know what to expect. Yeah, that, that was yeah. The story here's the thing. The story the storytelling, if if you go and you listen to what Taika wanted to do with this movie, mm-hmm. it is a hundred percent accomplished. Everything he set out to do from a directorial story point of view, it's all accomplished. I think what happened was audiences looked at like oh they're gonna do gore oh jane is thor i mean let's get past the fact that you know thor's not a girl and you know i hate i hate when they do that to characters but like you know they, they wanted to do both What's these the characters <laughs> they wanted to do both these characters people went in with the ex- the expectations and the speculation when newsflash people taika watiti is not a comic book writer he's not a comic book editor He's never tried to. He has even said he doesn't read comics. Oh, I know so what he's given is he's given a roster of characters to kind of do a play with. And he's Taika Waititi. So he does he does filmmaking the way that he does filmmaking. And he does filmmaking the way that Disney hired him to do filmmaking. True. So if, if you're mad about getting something you were never promised, that's not Taika Waititi's fault. Yeah. So that's just my my own little like my my one little soapbox thing is like, what are you expecting? Oh, you're expecting it to be a comic book? Then go read a comic. Book. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. Go this read a comic. Book. Same thing on Iron Man three, and no one listened. Like, but yeah, go enjoy a comic book, and like you know, let me enjoy this. If you know, 
but you don't, that's just you my don't you get know, it, Ryan. You don't get thing. to enjoy this. You don't get how this works. I'm sorry. Okay? I well, you know what Ryan's saying is very true because when it came down, just to like back that statement up a little bit more, um, when it came down <laughs> to Gore's appearance and what they were saying, they're like, all right, it's too much like Voldemort. Oh, and they then, fucking ruined as him. like fucking ruined him. And I said that right away. I fucking I'll, I will stand here and tell you guys the truth. Like I was just like, fuck this. Like this is not not my Gore. You know what I mean? Like hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> uh but um you know it's like a martha Stewart hearing, episode. hearing like the reasoning behind it and as like a creator that's where i i you know channel into and like i want to hear their the reasoning behind stuff the reason and then we're going to transition to characters anyways just to knock this out but um gore blood and thunder i don't know how there's something blood and thunder, that'd be cool <laughs> mastodon um but uh so for one, he said that I look too much like Voldemort. And as a visual standing, I could understand that 100%. Oh, duh. You know? um, and then if you're if you're not going to like look at like the CGI aspect of what they would have had to do to him. I, I, and I said this too when I was talking shit about, you know, not my gore. Um, I was like, okay, if Chris uh, if Bale like kicks ass so much that they just want to take that away and let him just perform, I'm down for it. And that's what they did. They delivered. But also Taika was like, I'm so immersed with like Gore's story and why he became what he became. That's what was important to me. The visuals, like, yeah. that's great. That's one aspect, but it's his story that matters. And as soon as he said that, I was just like, you, I'm sold. You got me. Cool. If you're focusing on the you Brandon, yeah. Brandon, I don't want to wait to hear a whole story. I want to make snap judgments based on like one leaked photo. Yeah, yeah right. That's what I are, want. Are you, t- are you telling me that that bald, white, no-nose, barefoot man looks like that bald, white, no-nose, barefoot man. Unacceptable. Yeah, as soon as they were like... <laughs> it's like a wand, it's just like a, just like a longer like, sword. Like, it's a long yeah, wand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like he has a magic sword and he has no nose. It's like, okay. Yeah, I could see how that could be Honestly, a little Voldemort-esque. Now that you say that, I actually... Oh my god, they ruined it. Now I want that to happen. I wish that had happened because it would have been even funnier. I would have fucking loved the shit out of that. And if Gore hugs one of the kids, like, come here, Draco. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Like, oh my god, this is amazing. What well, he, he did have a moment like that in the cage. He where he's like, he's like oh, you guys... You guys like stories about like oh, beheadings? Yeah. Here, here's the little thing. Snap. You know what's really <laughs> interesting? The head into well, you laps. liked it a second ago. If they... We would still be looking at Voldemort Gore memes right now yeah. if that oh, had yeah. happened, uh, and people would that, be over it by oh, now. I, I think yeah, a big reason so. too. No, like... um, you know, when you read the comic, uh, Jason Aaron's run, uh, Gore's outfit gets darker and creepier as it evolves as he continues through the journey, and even the artwork's different. It's fucking phenomenal. Um, but as you more of the season pass, you see your character change throughout. The yeah, <laughs> and I, I went to the Harry Potter exhibit up in Philly like a few weeks ago, and I got to see all the costumes and all that shit. And I was reading the details on Voldemort's outfit, and it is literally to the T. Like it gets darker and it starts changing and transforming as the movies progress. I, I didn't really notice that either until like I was reading the details on each one of his outfits through the evolution of the film, and then I was like, "Fuck, that was." That is just, he would have just been gore. Like, we already got our gore on screen in the sense, you know, in a magical different world. And it's the same exact fucking thing, like, to the T. Um, so I'm glad they went this route. Super so cool. Brandon, are you claiming, let me, if, if I'm hearing you incorrectly, please, you know, tell me. Are you saying that these creators actually might have a plan 
when they put these movies together, they're not just winging shit. Like, Crazy. No. Like, Wait, hold they're on. Not deciding to take artistic license for no reason. No, that can't be it. That can't be it. <laughs> Better reason than that. Like, there has to be. No. They're I, just I, assholes. I, I, I refuse to. I really appreciated that this movie started with like Gore's tragedy oh, and showing exactly. like Immediately. why yeah. this is why I'm why he hates the gods so much. Twenty times better than Thanos, right there, because yeah. they actually gave like a whole intro I mean, where I'm like, the, oh wow, this is interesting. Well, the way he like buried his daughter and he was just like cradling the mound was so sad, and then he like hears the Necrosword and he like finds his god. Yes, and he's and his god laughs at him. Is like. Well, all your friends and family died. Oh, as well, you should. That's what you're you're here for. For for me to watch you die, essentially. And he's just like, I renounce you and I kill you and I'm gonna kill all the gods because you all deserve it. And I was like, maybe he's right. Do it. Pick up the sword. Kill. I thought that was cool. I thought, and I mean, the necro sword was a big thing to me too because I'm a big Null fan and I love, of course, with Danny. Like, just the way it moves through shadows oh, is, that a is so cool. Just like the even the the first time it like slowly raises out from the ground from his shadow is so cool. Oh, did we just do this right? I think we. Oh, there no, we we're go. We're still right. going. No, it's just. The I'm mess. good. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be really sneaky and subtle about it because I didn't want to forget to send Kamran something. But yeah, this is oh, a tie-in for the movie. This will be good. This will be good audio to cut out. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, and then like just the, his way of like making shadow monsters and teleporting through shadows was super cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, very much so. I think um, my favorite scene though was when Thor is like, "Gore, this is for the murder of William James Potter," and then he proceeds to fucking you know. Just... It was a little bit weird when Thor got out his dual monsters deck and was like, "We got to fight him in the Shadow Realm." Yeah. Oh Dude, yeah. When he said the Shadow Realm, I was like, "For fucks, are you serious? You're really doing this?" What kid in their late twenties, like early thirties didn't think, "Oh my God, Yu-Gi-Oh!" Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What I love that. The planet is literally just like ten feet in di- in like full radius. That was I'm so like, weird. They, they, they pulled it. A, yeah, <laughs> they, ro- they pulled big the Rick and Morty. <laughs> it's not big at all. Um, I think yeah, pretty much more or less we've gotten through the pacing. But yeah, these characters, holy shit! Like um, we've been talking about Gore. Dude, Let's I, just finish up Gore. If I love Jane else. Foster in this movie. Like, I love like the one of my favorite scenes of her is just like when. Oh, wait, are we done with Gore? Are we oh, done? I'm, are we? I'm pretty That's done with this. I'm done with Gore. I mean, yeah. yeah okay yeah very much yeah, like so i i liked seeing how she's like desperate to try to find a way to save herself and she just doesn't want to like reach out and ask thor for help so she like tries to find her own cure and then she becomes the mighty thor and like it's not working and like the the scene that really like hit hard for me was when she like stumbles into the bathroom and like drops the hammer and she's immediately back to like extremely sick Jane Foster, yeah. and she's just like, you know, picks up the hammer again, smashes the sink because she's like frustrated that she's like so powerful but so weak, and like that, Shit's like deep, dude, like yeah. yeah, like and is that was hard? Is that I don't I could be completely wrong. I'm just curious because this whole thing of like oh you know you take it and you feel great and then it wears off and you're worse than you were before. Is that um, supposed to be similar from to what I understand in the comic? Well, you would probably know more than me, Ryan. But About, is that similar? Sorry, to I heard two questions. <laughs> or like, why why the hammer isn't like fixing Jane? Because really, it's 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 not supposed to. Like, it, it that's what's kind of crazy about that is like when when Aaron introduced this concept in the Thor comics, like it was never going to fix her. 
it was only going to give her the power she needed to have the mantle of thor for the time that she had it um and it's through through the through the story you realize like oh it's kind of eliminating the chemo um and it's not attacking mm-hmm. the cancer because the cancer is you know quote unquote a part of her but the chemotherapy isn't it's so, like a poison that it's removing yeah yeah so it's that's why every time she it's almost like she has a, a health bar that you can kind of see it's like you only have a, this many lives left jane you know you can only do this process so many different times and that's why the, i mean talk about favorite parts of the movie like that hospital scene at the end gutted oh yeah gutted yeah like it's and, really and yes like for the 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 people that want to nitpick like yeah it's different than how she does that in the comics but it's no less powerful like she yeah. does yeah. it you're also confined to like two hours i don't know what you expect yeah i expected eight years of comics to be quickly <laughs> concised into a two-hour movie comron that's what i expected. i wanted a whole really do that run trilogy. for eight years yeah, yeah. Really oh, been... jason aaron wrote over a hundred issues of thor Oh man! That's Only crazy. two yeah. other men have done that in the history of Marvel Comics. One of them Thor is a guy you Odin. may have heard of named Stan Lee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Also, know. another awesome scene for Jane for me was like when Gore, where she was like came to save Thor at the end, and yes. Gore was like, "Uh, you've already lost Lady Thor," and she's like. First off, it's the mighty oh, Thor, yeah. and if that's not good enough, you can call me Doctor Jane Foster. Like, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, because being said, a doctor is already impressive enough. <laughs> I'm surprised, not once in the movie she goes, "I'm Doctor Thor." I've been like, "There you yeah, go." Right? No, yeah, right. Yeah. so easy. <laughs> Make it efficient. That's Doctor Thor to you. And just like, dude, the way that they actually use the fact that like Mjolnir is still technically shattered, yeah, and oh. she can like shotgun blast the different yes. shards and then like the way it all comes back together on the hilt was yes. so cool like there was one time she like sent the shards out and then she like shoved the handle into the mouth of one of those shadows yes. like creatures and then they all came back like onto its skull and killed it and i was just like oh that's like such a cool use of that hammer yeah. i cracked up the amount of blood that was like in whenever she destroyed them like it they didn't spare an expense for that for some reason with the effects, Dude. it's just like, look at all the blood coming out of this monster, and I'm like... they Yeah, Disney? they went a little overboard, especially in, like, Omnipotent City, when they're, like, taking out, a, I guess, the robot guard oh, well, things that are full blood, of though. golden no blood. About gold blood. That's the, this thing's like, it's fine, kids, yeah. it's gold Wait blood. a minute. Yeah. Okay. Imagine, but if, like, if that blood was red, this would have an R rating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole yeah. thing. Hold with on, Disney's but, like, the big, other like, gods... It's all... funny when you... it's Killing people is great if it's funny. Is it right, kids? It's funny. <laughs> Killing people. Ooh. Here's the thing, though. I just realized the other gods also had gold blood, yeah. so were they just straight up killing actual gods? And, like, I love Valkyrie's just, like, bathing in the oh, blood. Again, that's a rated R scene if that blood is red. And, yep. uh, yep. Yep. largely, Kamran's right, like, largely played for... It's, it's why, like, honestly, I don't relate with movies like Deadpool. It's like, oh, so this is funny. Okay, I. All these things. It is when he arranges the body to spell out someone's I name. Think the only Disney movie, none of the Marvel movies do it right. The only Disney movie I think that, that has ever done it right is probably just Pirates of the Caribbean because you're like, oh, it's pirates, fuck it. Like, who cares if someone dies? Like, you're expecting people to die, so that's why it is funny. Yeah, I usually, that. everyone else. Is like, usually, <laughs> the rest I'm like, well, this is culturally kind of scary, <laughs> but whatever. We're not addicted to violence. No big deal. Whatever. You know, let's, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought 
Jane was a really fun character for this, especially, you know, going from just two movies, love interest for the most part, uh, just being more of the mind in both of those movies to this one being also the, the I guess, the bronze and the body besides just the mind for that. She's like, I just don't want to talk about this. Let's smash something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did like that they're like, yo, we're going to make her writing fucking terrible, but it's on purpose. I was like, okay, fine. I get it. And she's like, just became Thor. So she's got she's like, like trying to fucking everything. I, I, <laughs> let's make them fear the rainbow. <laughs> yeah, like, jump what? the gun. It's like, what, jump the gun. what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. She's in her own world right now. I love her. It's kind of funny about that whole thing is like her, like I've heard that comment of like her writing was so cheesy. I'm like, that's the point uh, guys. You need, if you want if, like, if you want to compare it to your precious comic books, go read a Jane Foster yes. comic because is she, she is, is like she this. As well? Like, her writing oh is super over the top. She said, you know, she's she tries out catchphrases for like a year in publication. <laughs> like, she That's tries great. out all these different catchphrases. And like the way that she gets the hammer is just as ridiculous. She goes to the moon and she picks it up. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Like, that's hilarious. Oh, I, you know, I, I didn't feel they fleshed out, you know, the why she's worthy. I'm like, they don't do it in the comic books either. No. You just yeah, that was a, I guess, that run where it's like widely acclaimed. You just understand. Like, right. You see like, that's Jane. what I'm saying. Like, it can be simple and good. You see <laughs> like, her struggle. I don't know. You like, see, like, what she's doing and, like, who she is. And then it just kind of makes sense at that yeah. point. You know what I mean? And Well, they also had that, that thing where it's like, you know, when uh, Korg was telling the story of, like, how Jane and, and uh, Thor broke up and how, like, they both got busy saving the world until there was no time between them. And it's like, yeah, Jane, like, even without powers, was trying to use her, like, science knowledge to, like, figure out ways to make, the like, the lives of everyone yeah. better. And, like, that is heroic. So that, I would say, makes you potentially uh, worthy of the hammer of Thor, even if he doesn't, like give like i don't know some sort of magic stipulation of like always protect her Th uh, mjolnir i love you buddy <laughs> yeah i thought it was fun you know it's funny how you know how disney spoils their own shit more than anyone else where it's uh -huh. like if you didn't watch in the first two days you're fucked pretty much yeah uh what if they put beta ray bill in one of the trailers that would have been fucking well, hilarious i think it would have been hilarious if you know that scene where she goes to the hammer and like you see it starting to light up what if they she's never in a trailer and you see that and you go no, they wouldn't do that. Would they do that? And then all of a sudden she appears in that battle and you're just like, <gasps> like Dude, I would have lost my fucking mind if like <laughs> they had actually not talked about like the mighty Thor at all. And then that just like shows up. Because that was like definitely one of the major things when the first trailer dropped and people were like, whoa, they're actually doing it. Uh, although they also mentioned it at San Diego Comic-Con when she like literally walked yeah, out with Yeah, Natalie Portman's like, yeah. I have a hammer now. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the first thing that they talked about. So... I mean, I was already hyped, but I can only imagine the moment in the theater when, like, it happens. If they had never mentioned it, yeah. like, it would have been insane. Can you imagine how, how like, how tight-lipped everyone would have had to been to keep, like, yeah. really a whole, like, major aspect of the movie quiet. Like, it would have been awesome if they could have pulled it, it off. To be, like, some paparazzi stops it. Natalie Portman, and she's just, they're like, hey, why'd you get so jacked all of a sudden? Uh... Nothing. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do a triathlon. <laughs> yeah. Jackman now, guys. I'm you, Jackman now. This is. I'm doing music. They want to be. They want me to be Wolverine. Uh. uh. <laughs> That's great. Dude, she could play X23. I'd give her that. Yeah, that. Oh, don't. We no. can't start talking about X23. We'll be here for forever. Yeah, we're gonna be here forever. Uh, I want to see her so bad. <laughs> so we have those two oh, quickly. If we want to go through Valkyrie, um, 
Another guess, way we'll be here all the wait, all the rest of the day. Just to start off with this, I saw um I don't know if I brought this up on Ryan's thing or not, but um there was like a nerdist post that it said something about um Valkyrie did not or Lo- Thor Love and Thunder did not give proper representation of the LB GQ community. And then I was just like, What? Like it did not like it wasn't enough wait, but- of it in the film to give proper representation to it. And I was like, there's no tongue, but Korg found his, his mate Dwayne. And to me, it's just like, you know, having that element within the story doesn't mean we need to like slam it down all of our throats and have it be the primary focus and core. Like, yeah, yeah, literally. Like, I think people want that (laughs) representation or these people who criticize the representation of it in these films, like they expect it to be full front, like, this is all we're going to think about and focus on and all this type of stuff. When it's just like, if it's not part of the story, you don't need to do it. It existing in the universe is good enough to a certain extent. I'm kind of curious. And I know we're a bunch of dudes talking, straight white dudes talking about this right now. Yeah. But like, what? We're the only ones qualified to talk about it. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, we're, we're the, we're the yeah, all-knowers, you know? Um, yeah. But I, I just felt like it was so off because I felt like, okay, we had Valkyrie, we had Korg and all that type of stuff. Like, I thought that was pretty sweet. And I... Um, it felt balanced, not balanced, but I mean, it just, it didn't felt, it felt as appropriate as possible. You know, it didn't, it didn't feel forced. Yeah. There you go. Any more, it could have felt forced and here it felt right. No, nah, like, like I love Valkyrie as she's like stealing Zeus's uh, thunderbolt and like jumping off the platform. She like grabs the hand of one of the ladies and she gives her a kiss. And she's yeah. like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> Maybe I'll see you again yeah. sometime. <laughs> love that. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> I think it's also, I mean, when you really look at even Thor and Jane, there's not really anything with them except for, like, what, two scenes? It's like, well, I'm kissing you because you're dying. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that one portion on the boat that's very like, brief. I want to feel shitty for you. Yeah. And the flashback scene. Like, that's, you know what I mean? that's, that's like, it. two scenes that make up probably yeah. less than 30 seconds of the entire film. It's barely even there. Um, and at that point, yeah, like you said, everything, at certain points, things will get forced, but... I think it's also one of those battles you'll never be able to win because if you potentially did do it, then people would say it's forced and like yeah. there's all this other stuff. It's like one of those you're, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's going to be too much on. for some people, not enough hey, for others. Yeah, and then you'll like, get a whole no matter where you base are angry or some shit or someone will be like, oh, my kid was watching this. Like, yeah, and <laughs> so <laughs> what about I li- it? I literally know people that didn't they didn't go see the new Buzz Lightyear movie because one of the side characters is in a committed uh, homosexual relationship, and I was yeah, like, I didn't see it. uh, oh, "It's it's a great movie." That's why I didn't like. See it. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I assumed I knew that would be the COVID. hot button issue, like, and I'm trying to get my Lightyear agenda in here right now. Um, but like Lightyear, I, I knew people. That's my favorite like, Marvel character. I'm not gonna. Go- <laughs> <laughs> He's a new Iron Man, right? <laughs> He's a new Iron Man. That, space Iron Man. Fighting Thanos. Or as they call him, Space Man. Buzz Lightyear versus Thanos? That's what I want to see. Like. Oh my god, that'd be so funny. <laughs> I, I didn't know that, though. Um, People come up with stupid reasons not to see great movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, pay, I mean, okay. Oh, I'm going to rant real fast. That's like oh denying... No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no, no real fast. 30 seconds. 10, 10 seconds. That's like not seeing no, no, Paper no. Moon because it's in black and white and people just don't know how to comprehend the black and white movie to like a in-color movie. What? Yeah, people will just dismiss films just because it's in black and white. I was like, that doesn't make it any... Yeah, right? Because Paper Moon's a fucking great movie. And so if you're just dismissing... Stupid shit. Anyways, my bad. All right. Watch Paper Moon. Yeah, so... 
Yeah, no, that's stupid if these are the so, reasons for any. I guess overall, I, I thought... I've liked Valkyrie since they introduced mm -hmm. her. It's just like... She's fun as I don't hell. Think she, she just wasn't like a huge focus of this movie. No. Which was fine. I mean, like, I she was the fourth I, most important I did like character, her... Uh, wasn't really important. Yeah. Well, the cast, I did the like cast her, isn't that big. No, it's very that's small. True. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just two Thors, a Gore, and a Valkyrie. And I did the, like and her... And the Korg. Uh, and the Korg. Yeah. Two Thors, I did like her moment when they're in, like, Omnipotent City and they're like, okay, so this guy... Probably not the best idea for like an army, but his th his thunderbolt, that that'd be pretty cool. I'm gonna steal it. You go left, I go right, <laughs> and we'll just uh, take it. Boom, we're out of here. <laughs> like what? That, Very quick impromptu heist movie. <laughs> that yeah, that whole uh, Zeus thing. I don't know. And comrade, I want. I'm kind of curious to your thoughts about my reaction to it. But I thought it was very Mel Brooksy, and I, I caught that right when I was yeah. watching it. I don't know if you got the same vibe. His fucking well, accent, especially. Yes. Well, the accent, and then like the fact that like when the the platform like docks into the the stage area, and he like goes to the stairs, and he he totally didn't have to, but he like holds on to it like the the frills of yes. his dress part, and just like walks down like three steps. Yeah, I felt like yeah. I was watching history of the world right? part one. Yes, I was. I felt like that very much. Nice so I guess it's like we are safe here in Omnipotent City, so have some great wine. How do you up, baby? We're all cool here. I just can't believe Russell Crowe did that. Like, yeah, the guy. Who was Gladiator? Yes. Did that? Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Oh my god! Oh, shit, yeah. you're fucking right! Oh my god! <laughs> the Are You Not Entertained guy <laughs> did that? Hell yeah! Yeah. Uh, I am super excited to see uh, Roy Kent come back as Hercules. Though. Oh my god! I was not ready for that. Yeah. If you guys, please tell me both of you watched Ted Lasso. Yeah. Fuck yeah! I watched. I love Ted Lasso. Ryan, watch Ted Lasso, and then Ryan, you haven't watched Ted Hercules Lasso? reveal will actually okay, blow your here's fucking the thing. mind. I got shit going on, uh, but That's no, no yeah. seriously, there's two things this year that have been recommended to me, I think no less than a hundred times, and it's Ted Lasso and the new Top Gun movie. Like also, those two things. Your positivity mm -hmm. is perfect for Dude, I thought That's why I also think you'd like it. A I lot. swear I could have. That's also not the first time I've heard that. I would have <laughs> dropped dead. Like just thought you. I seen love Ted Jason Lasso. Sudeikis. So. Wow, man. Yeah, yeah. you should fucking want to. Ryan, I'm shocked. You, you're like Ted, you're a Ted Lasso person. That's why your personality radiates. Your positivity is perfect for Ted Lasso. Um, awesome. And uh, honestly, I give a fuck about Hercules. And Ryan can give me some recommendations to read some stuff and change. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Otherwise. But it's Roy Kent, so now I care a lot. Now. I care even less than that. that we got <sighs> Come the on, guy. The fact that I saw the CGI body and all that, I was like, this is stupid yeah, as hell. So, I mean, that's a lot of the. I mean, really fast going through the. I was saying like music and the. I guess visual effects of this film. Uh, the music is very much just kind of. That, I think that those were the weakest points of the film. Was definitely in that I don't camp. Know. I'm biased. I love '80s rock, so like I was like, every one of these songs is awesome, I and I love it. What a shill! I hate Guns and Roses. <laughs> I, I, the Guns yeah. and Roses songs I like are the songs that where it doesn't sound like it's Axel, like Night Train and shit like that. Like I, mm. I fucking hate Guns and Roses. Uh, <laughs> really oh man I mean, like, it's like one of those things where it's like we couldn't make our own soundtrack so here's like already made music um because i mean that that is a big thing where in a lot of marvel movies i mean correct me if i'm wrong but personally marvel movies never have any good music except for like the guardians theme the avengers theme and that's about it. i can agree unless you yeah I agree. Uh, otherwise it's just like hey it's james gunn's 
volume one playlist. I wish they could get like, rights yeah. to other artists other than like ACDC and Guns N' Roses. Like I'm I'm literally wearing an Iron Maiden t-shirt like Live After Death from like whatever 87. Name five songs right now. Dude, they, I can't, they did I have can't. Rainbow in the Dark from Dio. I will, I will give that for no, yeah. having a Dio yeah, That was dope as shit. I loved it ending with Rainbow in the Dark. I thought that was cool shit. Like I want more stuff like that integrated into it. You know what I mean? I'm just so tired of the top three like band that they always use all and i'm sure it's probably like rights and copyrights and shit like that but i just i fry yeah. out on stuff like that really hard because i grew up with my dad showing me zeppelin and kiss and judas priest and motorhead and shit like that and made into motley crew like i would have rather heard mm. some of those other bands uh, motley crew, yeah, yeah like that i'd love to see right motley that'd crew. be fun like that'd be super cool but it, there was a, or sorry, I would say like Peacemaker did it right. I felt, which is, of course it's James Gunn though. But like those were '80s bands that you mm-hmm. never really heard of, but it was still super dope. Um, that I'm I'm up for. But like ACDC and GNR are just two bands that just can never get behind. It's also balanced. Like there was there was it was just well overplayed. Um, I think actually one of the things someone there was a video I, I don't remember it anymore, but it was a long time ago, and they're like, yeah, Marvel movies could be so much better even with just their music changing. And these, like, the first Thor movie is an example where it felt very wacky when they show his friends show up to Earth. And then, like, they change the music to, like, actually, like, hey, your friends are here and they're here for you type of music. And it actually changed where I'm like, oh, this could have been so much better just by changing the music. Like, that would have literally been, like, a point up in a review for someone, I think, just by that small happenstance. But uh, the other thing was uh, visual effects really fast. Just, um, you know, they were okay. Uh, obviously they there were definitely some things that stuck out, stood out to me as like just straight up not good and like the one in particular is like thing. well for me it was every time jane foster's helmet like did the nano effect over her head which first off is weird to me that maybe i'm looking too much into it but it sounded exactly like the uh nano suits from infinity or endgame so it's just weird to me that it's like it's supposed to be as guardian technology but it sounds like Earth technology because I think Disney at this point is like, whatever, we'll just do the same like whooshy effect and it, it works fine. Uh, and then like there's specifically the scene where they are walking into Omnipotent City and Jane for some reason puts her helmet on. It looked very flat on her face. Like it like it was literally just pasted oh, over wow. her and like it tracked fine. It just didn't look like there was much depth to it. So it's like little things like that. But you know, that's funny you say I, that. I uh, love other to, than that, I, I, I would love fine. to rewatch it a second time and catch that because, you know, I love Walter Simonson, who's a great Thor writer. And I'm curious if that's the other writer that Ryan, um, like said, that wrote over 100 issues. I wouldn't be surprised. But sometimes he'll do. Oh, really? Curious then. Simonson, Simonson, I think, barely cracked 50. What? I thought his but, run was. Well, like but his run is so lauded. Um, there was a lot of fluff before him and there was a lot of fluff after him oh. but simonson i mean well the thing is simonson wrote drew yeah. inked colored everything yeah. so like i think he did about 48 49 issues but they're all bangers oh, so okay. like well uh, it's funny he'll do sketch covers of jane and it's very just like pasted helmet onto her face so him saying that right now kind of reminded me of a walter simonson sketch i've seen a few times mm. um if you look at some of his page you'll notice and it seems kind of like a, a paper mache mask, or not mache, just like a paper mask like mm. put on it. That's what it reminded me of you saying okay. that. Right <laughs> and then uh, one thing I did notice too, I mean, it's a whole thing where I've said before, I feel like the people that are like ILM or something that are working on all this are probably like dying because it's like, 
oh, turn this out. Also, you have three other movies. You have to keep like going back, 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 back. And it's like you have so much time to work on it. Then all of a sudden you're seeing the quality kind of drop with all this stuff. And it's like you're not just working on potentially these movies. You're also working on these Disney Plus series. And there's also non-Marvel movies you're working on all at the same time. And it's so much shit. But also it's like one of those things I've realized like Disney. It's not a Marvel thing. It's a Disney thing where I always feel like the budget now. It's like you're a very rich company. But for some reason your budget doesn't seem like it matches up with that kind of thing anymore but that goes with the whole it doesn't matter if you try to even critique it because the next thing's already here yeah. there's not enough time to really think about that anymore at this point but one someone tweeted like showing multiple marvel movies with like you have the character and then the background behind them and it looks so fucking fake and i'm like that's not real someone altered that and in the middle of watching thor i forget what scene it was but i just see it just like for the first time in the movie and i'm like Oh shit! This sucks. Yeah. Damn, I so see there's it. there's a YouTube channel I watch that talks about like why. Well, one of the things they talk about is like why sometimes CG effects can look good and why sometimes they look bad. And a lot of times when it's like you're putting an actor into a completely uh, digital environment, the reason why it doesn't look bad or why it looks bad even when like technically all the the textures and everything are good like the geometry is good just for some reason the characters don't look like they are actually there and it's usually something as subtle as like the lighting not ma matching exactly what it should be on the physical people so it's mm. like you won't necessarily be able to in in the moment ration or rationalize why it doesn't look right but just like your brain is so attuned to what you think reality should look like that even just like small things like that of like the lighting not matching up can make you go like why does that not look good yeah so, but like you just know like that that could look better That's which is easy well, to say from someone who's like i have no knowledge on how to do this or how hard it is at all but i know you could do better. That's, that's the thing too that I thought was that's, wrong with like that's what the entire internet is. Yeah, right? Yeah. I feel so but I will rip you apart for yeah. not doing it. I'm no like, scientist. I know I can't do it sure. better, but you it, could. It's crazy with that inconsistency because I felt like all the recent like, you know, I thought the fucking CGI on Moon Knight was trash. Like it just pulled me out of every single scene. Certain parts for sure. It was just bad to me. And they could have done that suit in practical effects. They could have done that. That's, I mean, like, it would have been yeah, great. We'll too. talk about too much Marvel. Um, but well, well, I don't know if we want to segue to it real fast. But like Miss Marvel, I thought had really good practical effects. Like in comparison to some of the movies and the previous shows that have come out recently, like the Hard Light. At least her costume was physical. Yeah, her costume was physical, and the Hard Light looked fucking cool. I really enjoyed that whole everything they did with the Hard Light stuff. I thought looked like magical and different and even dr strange like esque in a sense because dr strange had pretty decent effects overall because there was so much of it but yeah yeah um i guess just real quick because ryan how much more time would you is it pretty much time up now or how are we looking it, it would it be okay like 10 12 minutes is yeah, that enough fine. to wrap up? Uh, i feel like those this last point we've really yeah like it, at least we've hinted at it throughout already but Oh, the, the 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 pinball Thor, like the, the the change in vibe and that kind of stuff. Yes. So, uh, final thing here I want to talk about for Thor was what I called Thor pinball, which, you know, when we get to Ragnarok, and after, this is after all the other Thor shit that's happened in one and two and stuff, but he loses the hammer, he loses an eye, and there's a whole thing of like you feel the cost of what everything he's gone through, both like, I guess emotionally and physically. And the whole thing, it's like, oh, you don't need the hammer for the lightning anymore. And, you know, 
the eye shows your progression as a person. And then and you even have that scene in Infinity War where he like straight up spells out all the things that he's lost over the last few movies and like, oh, it actually is affecting him. He's not all just happy go lucky Thor yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Nope. And the fact that, you know, the whole thing is like you can lead our people now. And those are three primary things you see that feel like you're like, oh, my God, this character feels like he's progressed more than a lot of the other characters. Like at least we've seen Iron Man with a lot of fake alcohol. <laughs> are we maybe going to see Thor with the Thor force? Yeah, and it's nope. uh, <laughs> we then get to Infinity War, and it's like here's fake eye, here's big hammer, and also your people gone, and you're like, well, I guess we'll find out about the people later. Like we're just kind of wondering what's going on, but you get the fake fucking eye and Stormbreaker, and it's like Th- Stormbreaker is really fucking cool. Like the scene where he arrives is phenomenal, but you know you get to Endgame and we get Lebowski Thor, and it's just yeah, like I don't even care about my people. I'm gonna play fucking really Fortnite. They keep setting up stuff in at the ends of each movie that doesn't pay off in the next one. Exactly. Like you, you just mentioned like, oh, are we going to get to see King Thor without the hammer? And then the next movie, he he's basically like, Valkyrie, you deal with being king. I'll build myself a new axe hammer and be even better. Uh, and then at the end of Endgame, we saw Thor get into the Milano which I, I love that that ship is called the Milano. <laughs> uh, and like with the Guardians, and we're like, oh shit, is he going to be, pa- uh, be palling around with the Guardians for either the next Thor movie or the next uh, Guardians movie? And the Guardians were like in 10 Well, 10 if you want the rest, you have to go movie. to the DMV and our fan fiction to find out what happens yeah. in between the movies. Do, do you ship Thor and Groot? <laughs> Never say that again. Never ever <laughs> say that again. I don't want to hear that. Just, what? No. Strike three out. No. Yeah, I'm done with you. <laughs> but Brian, Thor, you're the new co-host. But Thor took. But Thor knows how to t- how to uh, speak Groot because he took it as an elective. Oh, I love that little <laughs> no, like, <so>. nugget. I, <laughs> speak Groot. I, I do what wish you? we could have seen more Guardian Adventures. I think that was just a missed opportunity. Unless they go yeah. back and retroactive some stuff but i think it's a little too late for that i don't know if chris hemsworth yeah. can do a six issue it's, six like, episode it's weird because it seems like he was with them for a while because like literally even star lord is like i love this part and he like mouths out the right. like this ends here and now like he's a fan yeah. of thor at this like, point but he's lot. also tired of thor they're like yeah fuck yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, I, I don't know if this is the actually the funniest thing that thor did in the entire movie but i laughed so hard when he gets on stormbreaker like it's yes. a yeah, dude, me too. okay yeah. that i forgot so to talk about that part that was uh, one of i like think that is witch. the that is the second funniest thing i've ever seen in a marvel movie the first uh, being get help this was the second funniest thing. Yeah. Uh, Cause get help is still the fucking best. Let's do get I'm not help. doing get help. And then get help. Like, just, <laughs> I just love that. Like as brothers, they still have a bit like from like when they were kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, and then like the, the scene where like Thor gets his like costume, like flicked off by Zeus oh. and he's got that big ass back. Too hot, it's, like, damn it. it's like Loki yeah. forever. Oh yeah. That was great. The I do love awesome. ever all the women yeah. faint and like even Valkyrie's like, no, I know where I swing, but like, I like this too. Are, <laughs> I just love the thing is like, who are your friends? I'll flick their clothes off to her. No, 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 no. You just hear some size in the theater, like, oh, almost had it. Fuck. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> that is all Mel Brooks, dude. That is a hundred percent. Yeah, that was like, very Mel And I just, yeah. and then even like the touch of like. Thor getting his robes put back on, and all the all the women at the podium were like, "Yeah, all bummed out." Yeah, yeah, dude. 
but yeah also, so there's yeah, gonna be everyone... some like younger like person that's gonna be like what the fuck is mel brooks i know yeah fuckers, <laughs> <that's> so sad <laughs> I wish I could. I mean, that was everyone like, during Stranger Things. Let Who's me show Kate you Bush? the way of Spaceballs. <laughs> True. Uh, anyway, everyone Mel just, Brooks, great stuff. <laughs> everyone's discovering Mel Brooks and Kate Bush and Metallica for the first time in their lives right now. And, and uh, yeah, yeah. Like, and we are happy that we got you there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but what would you guys think about what I was saying though about uh, kind of like that weird progression that occurs? I don't know if there was like. I mean, I know like maybe some of some of that can like sum up into like the midlife crisis portion but i just wanted to know your you know on a that. big part of it is that like marvel didn't really know the direction to go with it with thor like how to make again it's kind of that venom syndrome or like how do we make this character really interesting for the mass audiences you know you have the people that'll be into it because thor is like a, a norwegian god type of thing and you know he has a pretty interesting backstory but like a lot of Thor comics haven't been too enticing for the mass audiences until, like, I want to say, like, Jason Aaron stuff, a lot of the popular stuff. And to where it really, Ryan's going to glare at me right now, until... It's the first time I actually want to read Thor. Yeah, it's like the yeah. first time you're really genuinely interested because they found a way to craft him just right. And I think the first Thor was good because it's a solid, you know, Kirby uh, Stan foundation. And then it sounds like Thor 2 was just kind of like a mess and they're like, all right, we got to figure out this Thor thing because we need him. Like, he's a prominent character. He's a great character. And how do we show this to the audiences? How do we present this character for people to really enjoy him? And Taika's approach to it in this medium seems to really have hit things off. And some people, a lot of people don't like it. But, like, if it's the same thing. It's just, like, when you trash, I mean, people, I'm sure, trash on Jason Aaron, on Jason Aaron's run and Donny Cates, like, run on Venom and shit, like, but you know what? Well, they did just make Voldemort the villain. Yeah, like, it's, it's like one of those things where they just had to find the right recipe, and it just took a few attempts. And you know what? They have the money to fucking do it. So they did it. Um, I, it's a, it's a kind of a back and forth, but also you think about it, too. Thor is supposed to be, like, thousands of years old. So him, mm -hmm. his ability to shift from, like, one personality type to another shouldn't be surprising because he's lived for so long he's got to like kind of slowly figure stuff out and it's kind of a humanistic thing to be like i was this person five years ago and since two years ago i was like this person but since six months ago i'm now this person you know so it's kind of one of those things who he's gone through more life events than like they've said it many times more than almost any other character in the mcu he's had more shit happen to him than almost anyone in a sense and so well it's also to go on with that it's interesting that like over time he's kind of become closer to be like the replacement for odin because yeah. like that is kind of how his life story should go is like his father eventually dies because norse gods apparently are fairly human it seems in their uh -huh. stories and like yeah, they've, they've kind of been replacing Odin with Thor, and, like, he even has, like, his Thor force, and, like, there was a period of time where he was, like, literally unable to pick up Mjolnir, because I, I think it was because Gore basically convinced him that, like, he as a god is not worthy of, like, that power, or something like that. I could be wrong on who, like, why he couldn't pick up the, the hammer. Real quickly, <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll just put this one to bed. So, uh, in an event called Original Sin, all the Avengers go figure oh, yes. out who, who killed why? the Watcher. 
and Nick Fury gains the powers of being a watcher and he he tries yeah it's really crazy um and uh in order to defeat thor he doesn't fight him he just whispers in his ear gore was right inferring that gods are not that the gods are not worthy and then that is where thor begins to believe that he 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 believes he's not worthy so he becomes unworthy so he believes the lie and then basically from that point on in Jason Aaron's run, he's undoing all of the, you know, the, 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 the self, you know, self doubt and the, and the misbelief that he, he could be worthy. He, Jason undoes that. And a lot of that is done with the juxtaposition of Jane believing in herself more than Odinson mm. believes in himself. So interesting. Yeah. And then he gets the axe, right? It's not even Stormbreaker. He that's gets... when, yeah, that, that well, Yarnbjorn, Yarnbjorn is the axe yeah. in Thor comics. Because Stormbreaker is Beta Ray Bill, right? Yeah, Stormbreaker is Beta Ray Bill's hammer, and it looks nothing oh. like it does in the movies. It's way wackier and way cheesier in the comics. Uh, it was just, I Stormbreaker in the movies is way cooler. Um, but uh, Yarnbjorn is the axe that young thor has before thor becomes worthy to wield mjolnir yarnbjorn is the axe that he has and it's a freaking cool weapon and that's the weapon he picks back up when he becomes unworthy to um to lift mjolnir yeah okay cool cool gotcha. interesting all right did you think it was uh <clears throat> like that whole i guess the change up there and stuff did you yeah so uh, here's how I've kind of like decided to break down how Thor is represented in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In the first Thor movie, first Avengers movie, Dark World, and Age of Ultron, we get to see the the building of Thor. We see his rise. We see him rising up as a character, as an Avenger, as a hero. And then once Ragnarok hits, what what happens is we start to slowly deconstruct him. We start to slowly tear apart this God superhero. Uh, and we, like Brandon said, he loses everything, literally everything. And until we got love and thunder, like he had, he had lost Jane. He had lost Mjolnir. He had lost his parents. I mean, Freya, get, Freya gets stabbed and murdered, you know, uh, as Thor is trying to defend Asgard. Odin, you know, uh, kind of, you know, he, he does the force ghost uh, thing. Yeah, uh, that was so great. Sam Neill yes, as Odin is yes, so fantastic. Um, but then, like, he loses Loki multiple times. He loses all of Asgard. So then in Ragnarok and Infinity War and Endgame, he, he loses everything, even though they win. They win in the end and they, they defeat Thanos. But like who trauma doesn't go away that easily. Yeah. Like, and that's what I kind of, that's a, a small critique of other people's critiques that I just like to throw in here is that we all want character development, but we all want it to re- happen really quickly. We don't want to like yeah. earn it. it. What's crazy about that is like, you know, Oh, we want characters that actually feel real. I'm like, okay, how are you going to make a thousands year old God feel real? He has to develop at the rate that a God would develop. Like it's going to take longer. Like it's going to take longer for him to learn a lesson than it would say Peter Parker. It's going to be different. And um, I think that the first four appearances of him in the MCU, you see him get built up. 
in the last four uh, appearances he's had, you see him get torn down. And now we're kind of, we're just now turning the corner to see where he's going to get built up again. Yeah. So I think you're, you're right to an extent, like there has been this pinball effect with him because he's he's going through so much i mean the guy could have killed thanos he could have ended all of this and he didn't like how, how much like survivor's guilt do you have in that moment where you're like i could have ended all this like that's where he's at at the beginning of, of endgame he's like you know i i could have we could have avoided all of this if i would have just done it better yeah. if i would have just been better and he's the god that probably takes more on his shoulders than you know any other member of the Avengers. Maybe maybe besides Tony, maybe besides mm. Tony. Okay, that's such a brilliant breakdown of him by Ken Stone. Well, thank you. I assumed that's why I was here. So no, <laughs> Comron, I really like that, like that the the Thor pinball thing because yeah, it it definitely feels like that at times. It's like when are we gonna write the ship? And when are we going to develop? And it's like, oh, right. We're, we're kind of developing in these in these chunky moments through the storytelling. Yeah. Um, because even even when he's making progress forward, Thor's okay. Thor's development kind of feels like a two steps forward, one step back, mm. two steps forward, one step back where he makes a stride. But then he also he gets punched down again, but he keeps Very getting much. back up. And I think that's really the 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 Thor story is that he keeps getting back up because really he's the god he's the one that has to get back up yeah, yeah. he's the one that can carry all this weight um but yeah I, I think that's a really good observation oh yeah definitely i really appreciated that uh synopsis there just because like i was trying to f i guess more of like just decipher it and try to understand it and stuff um I do, I think, at least still the strongest portions were within Watiti's stuff. I don't know if he had any contribution that much to the Avengers movies with, like, the, the Thor portions of, like, was it him that did Lebowski Thor? Was that Russo Brothers, that kind of thing and whatnot? Mm. Um, I mean, it's probably the Russo Brothers. I mean, yeah, they, they had the, 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 and, you know, whoever was doing the screenwriting and wherever Feige saw kind of the long-term goal for the character at the end of the infinity saga where they wanted to get that character to, because he's one of the characters that actually survives all of Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. True. It's true. Yeah. I could um, literally talk about this character all day. Maybe I should start a podcast about him. <laughs> it probably doesn't have the legs, you know, nah, <laughs> there's not enough, won't work, not enough source don't bother, material. Don't try it. Yeah, flooded market. <laughs> yeah, you should instead do uh, a podcast on Daredevil. Maybe you should do that. Do yeah, do I mean, I, I haven't more. haven't seen like a dozen of those, so oh, yeah. I, I can imagine how terrible podcasts are. I really, I really can't. Like, I, I got to put myself into the like seat of the listener, like someone being like, "Are they being serious?" Like, because I feel like that one guy has been the Thor guy has been serious many times <laughs> during this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I think we have reached our limit uh, just because we are actually closing on in two hours. We will probably, <laughs> Brandon, if you're okay with this, we'll probably shelve the Miss Marvel for another episode. Yeah. Um, so we'll wait for that. Uh, but we will. I can sum up all my Miss Marvel thoughts in like 
two minutes. <laughs> oh, for me, th- that that's the show where I'm like, oh, I have so much to say because of because you're, you're from... a character in it. That's why. Yeah, yeah it's literally this yeah. is what, yeah this is the character I've been waiting for. So I'm like, oh, finally. I, I will say, Miss Marvel and WandaVision are my two favorite MCU shows. I enjoyed Miss Marvel more than I ever thought I would. Um, it's a great show. Uh, I thought there was, I mean, of course, it has its weak points, but I mean, I thought it was really good um and i was i really fucking enjoyed it so there's that and i hate captain marvel because i hate homegirl that plays carol danvers oh brie larson fuck brie larson okay yeah (laughs) but this was great so um (laughs) ryan where can people find you (laughs) that's a good one uh yeah so people can find me uh on instagram the show's account is uh at mighty thor podcast that's where i put all the um you know announcements for the show and what's coming up uh we release our regularly uh, regular episodes every monday so you can find us on itunes and spotify we've got a lot of great stuff coming up we're continuing our jason aaron retrospective we are marching closer and closer to the big event that jason aaron did called war of the realms so that is coming up soon and we're going to be doing a little bit more uh mcu stuff so uh, we're trying to just make sure that people that went out and saw the movie, they have a place to kind of digest all the Thor content, all the thoughts. And we're trying to give answers to, to their burning questions. So, uh, yeah, go look for us uh, across the Bifrost, Mighty Thor podcast every Monday. And, uh, yeah, I would love for people to come check it out. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun to put together, and occasionally we have Brandon Blockstorf on. Hey. So you know, if, if that's a plus or a minus, please don't <laughs> hold it against us. Or you know, <laughs> but uh, it's it's the most fun show uh, that that I've been a, a part of. I, I really love getting to talk to, with my friends about Thor. So yeah, awesome man. And Brandon, where can people find you? Check out Apollo City Comics on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. We also have video on there, as does Suture Side Watch. Um, as Suture Side Talk, my bad. I also do Suture Side Watch with Comron. Um, and then also check out Apollo City Comics every uh, uh, Thursday on YouTube, where we do a live drink and draw, where we don't really drink, but um, we just kind of hang out and draw some cool stuff. Me and Dandy, we have some guests on, and we kind of choose a do thing every time, uh, every week. It just feels like they drink. It feels like we drink because it goes on. It feels so intoxicated. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do my. Because did Beta Ray Bill recently? Did Beta Ray Bill? We did a uh, Lovecraft monster recently, which was a lot of fun. And then we'll find out what this Thursday upcoming week has for us. Um, and then you know Ryan is always on the show with us every every time he does get a chance. We need to get Combo yeah. back on for some cool stuff, but. Uh, Man, we are everywhere, so hit us up. And of course, you can find us here, Super Side Talk, on all podcast platforms and YouTube. Uh, subscribe, whatever you're listening to. If it's uh, Apple Podcasts, give us that five-star review. Uh, Spotify, please rate us. And if it's YouTube, give us a like as well as subscribing. Uh, you could also follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And yes, things are actually on TikTok now because I have finally started making clips for TikTok, uh, starting off with our January 2021 in review episode. Uh, we are going to have probably three to four clips per episode, everything from 30 seconds to a minute long. But uh, we're finally there, and uh, I'm going to keep churning that shit out. And eventually, once it's all cut up, uh, we'll start expanding. Uh, Sutra Sidewatch is also now going to be on YouTube, starting with our next episode, License to Kill. Uh, so we're going to do that. And then eventually, uh, retroactively, we'll put in some older episodes that I still have video footage for on there too. Uh, next week, 
another big anime episode. Uh, we're going to be talking Spy X Family and both seasons of Comey Can't Communicate. And the best part is, too, we're going to have Momo on for that one again. She'll be with us. Plus another friend of mine who has not been here yet. So that'll be a, a fun time. I'll just say his name is Chris and he is very energetic about anime. So that's going to be a good time. I think we'll do Miss Marvel in two weeks. And then after that, we'll do another bundle of animated Disney films because I think Lightyear will be on Disney Plus and I can finally watch it Great. because I missed it in theaters. So that's what's on uh, the horizon for us. Just more fucking, so much fucking Disney. God damn. Uh, you can't so get we'll, away from it, man. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get back to games soon, too, though. I got to talk about Cycle of the Frontier. So that's going to be a good time. The minute or is it the cycle Disney Frontier, opens whatever. up a porn site, we're all fucked. Like, you'll never Oh, we're all. Really cool. <laughs> you love your Disney princesses. We'll see them now in Raw 3D in HD. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! That sounds Disney horrible. Plus X uh, subscription. Like, look out! She's getting gored. <laughs> Two Thor's, one gore is finally happening, oh, guys. Oh my god! What's <laughs> going on? Oh man, these are this is what the fans wanted, right? This is what oh, the yeah, fans sorry, asked for. Yeah, that's what they want to call the episode. Two, Two Thor's, one gore. I'm not actually doing that. I need to actually put the real title so we get more clicks. But you know. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. We will catch you guys next week. So long. Thanks for hanging. Thanks for listening.